This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. It's your once a week music podcast where we complain about the metal scene. <laughs> As usual. If you guys want to hit us up with any questions or anything, coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like and subscribe. Check out our sponsors, Direct Sound Headphones and Moon Juice CBD by Jade Rabbit. Word. Word. Word up. Yeah, good headphones there, Direct Sound. You mentioned that, right? Yep. Okay. They sound great. You're, they, you're coming, they in, go coming in loud and clear. They go directly to your brain. All right, we have another announcement yeah, man. from this is a uh, Project, Project Pat. Pat service announcement. Who service announcement? Check this out, man. Summer is right around the corner. Winter can't Winter. catch no Corona. Can't catch, I'm can't, catch, can't, catch, can't catch, 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 can't catch no Corona. Can't catch no Corona. Can't catch no Corona. Can't catch no Corona. Summer round a corner. Summer round a corner. Summer round a corner. Summer round a corner. Don't catch it. No Corona. Can't catch no Corona. Can't catch no Corona. Can't catch no Corona. Summer round a corner. Summer round a corner. Such a good track though. Also, I'm thinking this would be um, almost more fun for me if it was a radio show. <laughs> like Let's play, do it. you know, play music. I think we can play actual. Okay, so I was doing some research on this whole uh, getting copyright claims, and I think that if we stuck the music to under to about five ten seconds, I don't think we'd get copyright claims. Really? I don't think so. Five to ten seconds. Though, that's kind of a whack radio show. <laughs> well, I'm just saying if we want to play right, clips. Five but seconds of uh, a really good song I'm listening to. You know, with Project Pat's hood service announcement in mind, I hope that none of you guys listening have caught Corona. And yeah. if you have, tell us your story. Hit us up. On I know. That. I don't know anyone that's actually got Corona and uh, suffered. Suffered. Yeah. I've heard of some people getting it and just going, yeah, I don't know. I guess I had it. Cup of a thing. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, okay, we're looking for real-life, hardcore corona stories. Yeah. Right? Tell us. We want to hear your corona yeah. drama. All right. Well, what else has been going on, Chaney? Not much. I've just been uh, dealing with this cat that we have, who now we let her go outside over the weekend for the first time. And now so she's, she's a kitten. A- she's, uh, we don't really know how old she is. Probably a couple of months. A couple of months. Maybe. And she's really small and Chaney, go ahead. Take it away. Sorry to interrupt you. Just a little oh, backstory. Oh, it's all there. good. She's really small, and so we weren't going to let her go outside, right? Well, but I for would a say, while. yeah, we were eventually. Yeah, we wanted her to grow up because I've always been of the mind that cats want to go outside. They, they like do. going outside. They love going outside. I would rather my cat go outside and live its life to the fullest and maybe get caught by another animal than sit inside of my house and meow all day blowing out their vocal cords because they want to go outside so badly so she's half indoor half outdoor or she was destined to be because we she's our cat yeah so over the weekend she's she's gotten to this point in kittenhood where she cries yeah to get out the window she cries all the time she cries all the time and we were like what the fuck is wrong with this cat she's not hungry yeah let her out so we let her out The minute we let her outside, she stops crying. She's free. You can see she's smiling. She's panting like a dog, just having the best time of her life. 
So and eating grass, by the way. Eating cats grass. Like to eat grass. Eating grass, just like running back and forth, having the best time. And now when we bring her inside, she meows. The meowing has grown to the most yeah. annoying degree. Oh, it's, it's like the type of meow where it's like, I'm getting outside. Yeah. Like these people are going to be annoyed to hell till they let me out. But and hey, I, she's I outside like right now. She's so. outside right now. And she comes every time I call her. We watched her for a few hours and then we're like, I think she can handle it during the day. I'm not letting yeah. her go out at night. There is coyotes here. <clears throat> there Even are coyotes. We, we live near a neighborhood, but there's still Roman coyotes. Yeah, they're roaming for sure. Not Roman like Italy. Roman. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of, so what you're saying is that's like a metaphor, right? Like the kitten is your creativity and you can just like let that out or it's going yeah, to be inside of you. How did, how did you read? Be like meowing. How did you know exactly <laughs> what I was talking about? <laughs> I guess I... Do like a corny thing where I try to make everything into like some sort of philosophical. I believe that's like, called a the... schizophrenia. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think it's philosophizing. Because sometimes no, you schizophrenia is when you start uh, drawing connections. One, one. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. It's making symptom. up stories. One oh, symptom yeah. of schizophrenia is when you start drawing parallels in stories that just have no parallel uh, whatsoever yeah don't need to be there yeah yeah well i'm i'd like to think that i'm not doing that but there probably is a little bit of that but <laughs> sometimes i try to think of like all right what's the deeper meaning behind this mm -hmm. even though it doesn't have a deeper meaning maybe but the kitten thing could you know it could that could there could be something there no that was exactly what i was thinking there. of yeah and speaking of deeper meanings you know this week i had a a pretty interesting week myself you know <laughs> that was a good uh I see what you did there. <laughs> You've been waiting to tell this story the whole not, time. Not, and you're like, all right, now's my time. Now I'm going in. I don't really know <laughs> how I'm going to exactly tell the story. But really what it is is at, um, so I'd like, the thing we like to talk about on this podcast a lot is how you make, we're, we're all musicians. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably a musician and you have something to do with an underground music scene and you know, you don't have to ask very many people to know that it's not always enough. You don't make enough in that community to pay for much more than a, I don't know, rent at a trailer. You're talking something. about that cash money. Yeah, there's not that much money in it. Not a ton of money. So you got to have something else to do. So we kind of talk about that a lot, like what we do to make it work. And um, I think a lot of the time I will tell people... Yeah, you should like get a job and you know have something to support your music. But you, I I think I had an experience with going too far that direction and not leaving yourself enough time for your artistic endeavors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess something that I wanted to mention was yes, I'm telling you guys to work and do a thing to support your your music, but that can easily just start to take over you know it's kind of like weeds it just starts growing and if you don't like kind of keep track and trim those weeds back it's just gonna it's gonna take over your whole house so i mean i've been asked with my work i install draperies i've talked about it a million times so it's like a, i'm like a kind of like a specialty construction worker type guy yeah i'm on those kinds of job sites and i was asked to t sort of take on a more managerial position and i'm like all right i'll try it out and at the end of the, I was so busy that at the end of the week, I, I was just like, you know what, man, 
I can't do this. You know, I got to go back down to where I was because now all my time that I, the, the little, it's not like I have a ton of free time right now, but I have enough to make it work. You know, I have enough to do my job, pay my expenses and make my music and do whatever, reading, studying, all kinds of stuff that I like to do. So, uh, fortunately for me, I was able to sort of smooth it over and go get back into my old position. But something that I wanted to put out there is when you're making these decisions that are not not your material, I mean, sorry, not your um, music side, creative side stuff, you know, be weary about what you're locking yourself into. Because... You can lock yourself into all these little things and then you don't have time for music. And that's why you see over years, like why do you see so many people fall out of music, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this this morning and the reason is because one little thing leads to another, leads to another. So for instance, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm working, I'm doing doing pretty good. Uh, Maybe I want to get myself like a new car, right? Well, I'm going to go finance a car. Now it's like I got $400 car payment, right? That's like $400 of you got to pay for that. So that money has to come from somewhere. That's your time. Now you got $400 less of time per month. And I think people just keep doing that until there's no time for music. Yeah. Or any other thing that they're passionate about. Yeah. So keep, keep an eye on what you're getting yourself into. Right. And I think that's, that's how people slide into these situations where it they're not completely stoked on where they're at. Yeah, I think so. For me personally, it's always been something that I've weighed out in my mind. Will taking this yeah. job, doing this thing, taking this position, is that going to take away from all of the other things that I'm actually passionate about? Right. Because the reality is that we <clears throat> we have jobs I work fairly odd jobs. I'm not necessarily doing anything that I see myself wanting to do for the rest of my life. And I'm 100% okay with that. I think that there is this thing that happens where it's so ingrained in our minds, especially here in America. It's school, college, job. Passions fall by the wayside. Art not really looked at as at least when I was in school, it wasn't like you can grow up and be an artist. That's a thing. Yeah. So we all start, we begin to think that like the way to grow up is to work a 40 hour work week, start to advance in the company that we work for, own a business, that type of stuff. I've never been of that mind because I've always been incredibly aware of how happy making music makes me. And I know that for me personally, I am the type of person who, if I got a 40 hour, like a nine to five. Yeah. That's pretty chill. Honestly, nine to five is, um, I, I, I couldn't do it. Like I was working I on couldn't like 12 do it. hour days, 80 hour. fucking. Week. I can't do nine <laughs> to five. I start to, it starts to drain my passion, yeah, no. starts to drain my creativity. <clears throat> no, I'm sure that there are people out there who can balance the two, but I've, not I'm not that type of person. I like to have most of my week dedicated to the things that I love. And yep. then I have a few days a week where I'm making money and my rent and all of that shit. That's what I think about. But right. I, 
that is a thing. And I started to notice it when I was in local bands when I was a kid. It's like people, they either move further into their passions, their creativity, and take advantage of that, or they start doing all of the things that they're expected to do. And as they advance music or drawing or whatever else becomes a a thing that they right. don't have time to dedicate time to. Yeah, and I'm saying I'm saying <clears throat> what exactly what you just said. It's like how how does that happen if you look at it logically? Mm-hmm. It's just one little thing compounded on another. Oh, let me get a. Uh, Four hundred dollar car payment. Okay, that's then that's it. Let, let's get a little bit bigger of a house. Let's yeah. da, 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 and just you keep multiplying that. It's until, a snowball. It's yeah. the snowball effect. And I I feel like the human mind unconsciously is just sort of wired to do that. Like let me just get as much stuff as I can because it's scarce in nature. Stuff. Well, we not. also live in an incredibly materialistic society. Yeah, people, and there's all these yeah, people social think that, kinda. and yeah, the social constructs of all of this stuff. Instagram, you're taking a picture of yeah. your car, or if you go to your high school reunion and you're like, "Oh, I don't have like, uh, I don't own a house or what, whatever," and you might feel like a loser or something like that. Yeah, type of thing, right. which is so silly. Yeah, but I'm saying, go to play that out, you know, because that's kind of what happened to me this week. It's like there's one point where I was just like, "Okay, I see where this is going," and it leads to me. Not being stoked. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we course corrected, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good, which I still work a lot. And I guess the reason why I wanted to mention it is because I do make a point, I think, in my my Facebook statuses and stuff like that. Like, I'll tell people, like, you should work. You should not. Don't feel like... Because on the flip side, you could feel if you're in a band and... Like on that same thing that I was saying about, oh, I'm going to go to my high school reunion and not have a car or anything. That same thing happens within the music thing, right? You could like run into people that are doing music and they're like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I got all these gigs and da 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 da. And then you're like, fuck, all I'm doing is working and I feel bad about that, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm being this normal person. So keep an eye on both of them, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I'm not saying to destroy your life and not have a decent get your necessities met. And I'm not saying to live off of people like stay in your mom's basement for your whole life type of thing. But I'm saying you can dedicate a nice amount of work to getting your bare necessities taken care of. And that comes with learning how to manage a little bit of a little bit of money that you have, like any amount of money that you have. If it's a thousand bucks a month, take care of where it's going, what you're going to do with it. Right how we're going to make the whole thing work. And that's really what I'm trying to say out there. <clears throat> yeah, I think that this whole, the whole thing to me is about neutrality. And in order to understand that about myself, I needed something that I think you've gotten in the last week, which is called contrast. Yeah. I've been in a also. band. We've, we as a band have spent a ton of time in a year on tour to the point that tour became the overwhelming thing and work falls by the wayside. For me the best case scenario is in the neutrality of it all. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy working. I enjoy being on tour. The middle path. But in order to find that out about myself, I had to go on. I had to do extensive touring. Yeah. Because, because yeah. before that happened, I may have been, I definitely thought that I wanted to be on tour 12 Just, months yeah, a year totally. for the rest of my life. And that is not something that I want at this point. Yeah, totally. But it's so, all in yeah, the contrast. I get that. And um, something to keep in mind. Because I think sometimes I come off like 
like a don't follow your dream type guy. Like in my last Facebook status that uh, set the internet on fire. Well, you should read your status if you want to, because I have some things. I don't think that that's the type Uh of guy that you come off as. I think that you're honest. Yeah. And and let's read it, because another thing that I think is very important about what you posted is that we've all found out this year that the whole musical thing, the rug can be pulled out from underneath everyone. The world does not give a shit about our paths. <clears throat> and, and that's that, and that's like my whole point about learn how to do your your financial stuff. Have a little bit of money saved. I'm not talking about being like some millionaire mogul. I'm just saying you can with a very little bit of amount of money you can save a little bit each month. Have some money saved. When Corona hit, you know we're not rich or anything, but we've worked really hard and we've put aside a little bit of money for emergencies. And it was like okay, we're gonna be okay no matter what. Yeah, as, I think long, that, as long as it doesn't last six months. I think that it's just important to have a little foresight about yeah. the fact that you are getting older. You do need money in some capacity to live. We need that's money. Right. That's how it yeah. goes. And that all of this stuff is fun. But when it's pulled out from under us, if we didn't have like a savings when Corona hit, we would have been totally screwed. Yeah, we'd have been totally screwed. Because I didn't work for like a whole month. So. But anyway, it's lightened things up a little bit. It's getting a little serious in here. Watch out. Get some jokes going. All right. So I was feeling kind of, I was feeling, I don't know, sometimes I get this like feeling where I'm like, oh, I got, I got to like post something like, yeah, I want to get a, I, like not to get a rise out of people, but I'm feeling like I want to post like a, a little controversy. Yeah. So this, this is you what like I, to do that. this is what I posted. And uh, sometimes I don't know if Mike, I, I say things lightheartedly. It's obviously it comes through in the podcast, but on a text, not so Well, I much. don't think that people can tell after my post this morning that someone like got really pissed off at me for posting, which is. Yeah, what did they get pissed off at? This will only apply to this moment in time. There has been a video going around of this guy drinking cranberry juice and lip syncing to dreams, riding a skateboard by Fleetwood Mac. Okay. I watched it and I'm like, this guy doesn't even know the fucking words to this song and he's lip syncing. He only knew the word now, which is the first lyric in the entire <clears throat> song. So and I, I made a funny post about it because I was just joking around. Like, I don't actually care about this at all. And, yeah. it, and then I deleted it because I was like, uh, fuck it. And do you do that, so, very, do you do that often? Do you me? Never. No, never. No. <laughs> <laughs> and someone got pissed at me for writing it and and I was just completely baffled because it was a joke. Yeah. Like how could you misread what I was saying? I but uh, yeah, I don't think people get <clears throat> jokes. No, they don't get them. They don't get them at all. On the when they're written out on the internet. I was actually surprised to not get a little more hate off of this. I only got one hate hater. But anyway, let's 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 dig into this, all right? So this says this is your Facebook post. <clears throat> yeah, this is my Facebook post. I kind of was just feeling like throwing it out there. Attention musicians who are trying to make big money. I did a 30-second Google search for the top three paying careers for you. They're software engineer, pharmacist, and nurse, nurse practitioner. Musician not on there. That's in parentheses. That also goes for all you vulture, quote-unquote, industry types who are trying to get a quote-unquote cut 
off of a band's money, which to start with isn't even sufficient enough to, sufficient enough to be anywhere near a decent wage. I seriously don't care if anyone from the quote-unquote industry ever talks to me again, because guess what? The internet exists, and I know how to use CD, baby, and also email. And that means... <laughs> That means people can freely hear my music whenever they please. I've made a lot of actual friends during my time in music. Yeah, I said friends and not contacts because I actually give a shit about humanity. My reputation is that of someone who is actually a normal person. I'm not looking over your shoulder when I shake your hand to see who else is in the room. Parentheses, LA handshake. Also, feel free to never buy anything from me ever again, because I have what I consider to be a pretty decent job, <laughs> which... <laughs> you sound like a douchebag. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, hold on. Also, feel free to not buy anything from me ever again, because I have what I consider to be a pretty decent job, which pays above fair. And it supports a fine life for myself. Most of you are totally down to earth. Great. So this is this is where I was like, all right, this post has gone, like, you know, it's crashing. I'm. It's, this is not going to go over well. So here's here's where I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna course correct it back on a little bit. All right, here's the post. Most of you are totally down to earth, great people, and that's why you probably won't quote unquote make it in this dumb high school drama. What's making it for me? I hope I can make music that you will like, and I hope I can make music that will enrich your life some way. I miss touring, but not necessarily the stage. I miss meeting great people and the inspiration that comes along with it. All these internet wannabe equivalents are lame. I'm talking about, like, you know, Twitch and all that stuff. I could go on, but I'm sure your sides are hurting from all the laughter induced by this post. So I'll just be over here working and doing my thing. I'm around and easy to get hold of if any of y'all need me. And that's that's that right there. So I kind of just Well, when I mean speak in his mind. What I personally took from that first part, <laughs> which is, you know, you telling people to find jobs or whatever, is that is more out of a place of don't join this industry thinking that you're going to be a rich person. Don't join this yeah. industry looking to make money because there are people who do that. Believe it or not, there are people in yeah, metal. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I'm like, dude, <clears throat> go be a pharmacist or something that makes good money. Yeah. If you actually Or like that. stop playing metal. How yeah. about that? <clears throat> play, pop, play pop music. Play a, a form of music that is a little more, you know, like not that you can't make money off of metal. That's not what is being said at all. But that's a top 1%. And oh. even still, like, if you make a bunch of money off of metal, it's still not a lot of money. And also, <laughs> it's if I make a bunch of money off of metal, that's great. If I yeah. don't make a bunch of mo money off of metal, that's also great. That's, because yeah, that's it. In my life, I've noticed that the things that I just do because I like doing them, I'm just going to do them regardless, no matter what, that's when I feel the most alive. Yeah. That's when I feel the best. And... I've just noticed that when people strictly turn their music thing into, um, I want to do music. Maybe they're really passionate about music, right? Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not calling people out saying you're not passionate about music because you care about money. That's not true. What I am saying is you're doing the music thing, but then the money stuff starts to affect what you do. 
right? Totally. Maybe it's like, well, I shouldn't say that on the internet because I don't want people to not like me. Or you know, all or, of my videos should be so like super polished or like, you know, it becomes exactly. like this. It's like it becomes more of a marketing scheme than it does an artist. Yeah. So, I mean, there is that business aspect for sure, but let's make sure that, like I said before, earlier, take note of what the point is. Like, okay, maybe we could make a little more money if we do X, Y, and Z, but so what? What am I going to do with the money? Why would I even want the money over doing the X, Y, and Z that I wanted to do? And that's going to, I'm going to feel better about um, my project doing it the other way. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, stuff to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, <laughs> yeah. We don't know. I don't, God. <laughs> and I, we see a lot of that happening right now, right? You see um, people in bigger bands, merch people, uh, Posted online. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Because it's shut down. It's shut down. This is something that no one had the foresight to see the touring industry, the music industry going this way. No one saw this coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially no one saw. I think that when Corona first hit, when this whole thing first hit, we all thought, okay, maybe it's going to cancel tours for a couple of months. That's oh, cool. Man, I didn't even believe it was going to cancel anything. I, I didn't like, either. No, I didn't we're going either. on tour. Yeah, we were holding out <laughs> until the last minute. Like, this isn't yeah. going to matter. Whatever. Um, and then it started... Uh, now we're, what, seven months in? And, and we're talking, like, a lot of band people that I know because they... Because... When you tour in a band it isn't and you're in one band, it isn't necessarily year-round. A lot of them were already maybe having a job on the side when they got home. But the people that I'm seeing affected really badly are like the techs. People, yeah, yeah. people who were going on tour after tour all year long, 100% relying <clears throat> right. on their income from that. And that's what they've been doing for the last 8, 10, 15 years. You, when you go and try to apply for a job having come come off the road for the last 12 years and all of your experiences, I teched in a metal band. Yeah. You know, your your jobs, <laughs> the jobs you can get are limited and most of them are probably still shut down right now because venues aren't really operating. I mean, yeah. I think that some venues are operating around the country, but in California, there's not, not anything happening as no. far as I know. Um, so I think that the whole, this has like, Maybe this is a lesson. Maybe this is just uh, that, I, I don't know, to be weary about things that seem like they they can last forever. Because yep. we're learning, unfortunately, that things don't always last forever. The world doesn't always stay exactly how we anticipated on it staying. So I mean, the one thing that we do know for sure is that everything doesn't stay the same. Yeah. That's the only... And that we die. Yeah. So two things fact. we know for sure. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a weird time to navigate around, but I think that more than ever, it's important to be passionate about the things you're passionate about. Maybe look for a side gig to help fuel that, but don't count on anything. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. I think I'm going to grab a beer. You want one? Yeah, I kind of do. It's like, it's like. 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning. It's also Monday, but I got the day off. So (laughs) yeah, I know we also bought some really good hazy beers last night. Maybe maybe you can answer one of these questions while I go. I'd rather, I'd rather wait because I think that these are for both of us, but all right, we could do like a break. Yeah, let's do a quick break. All right. We'll be right back. (laughs) We're going to get beer. 
Alrighty, we are back. Chaney is going to grab the beers. Last night, we um, tell you a little story about these beers. We were going to order a pizza from like a fancy place, but then we got to the checkout on the on the internet, and we were like, dang, that's 45 bucks. And then we went to the store, and we, instead of doing that, we said, let's go see how much stuff we can get from the store for 45 bucks. And I'm about to lay it on you guys, what we got. We got two six-packs of craft beer. We got three pizzas frozen. We got six cookies and a pint of ice cream for 45 bucks. So you tell me who got the better end of, the, of that deal. Chani, what do you think about that? I was just telling them about the, uh, the $45 extravaganza. That we took part in last night. We got these. I, I'd never drink these at all, but we got them just for the heck of it. Um, Can you plug me? In? Peanut butter milk stout. Is it two? Is that it? Yeah, that's two. There we go. We good. Okay, cool. Yeah, baby. Kind of a weird show this time. This one, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah, we're hanging out. That's we're what weird, we man. Today I'm gonna be repping the crow's nest, Santa Cruz crow's nest. Rip it. Actually, you know what? Let me get. This one of those is where caves. Naveen proposed to me at. Isn't that cute? Damn, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, we didn't. Get oh that yeah, I was gonna. Either. I had a funny joke that I was gonna tell in the in the beginning of the of the intro, but I forgot. We got it. so serious right away today that I, it's like you know because we were like, okay, let's not drink any beers on the show and let's just drink coffee, and then we'll be like real down down to it. <laughs> but now I'm like, wait a minute, the show kind of sucks if we don't drink beer. I was once told by <laughs> our manager, actually, <laughs> I was once told by the manager of our band that. Two drinks in is just where Cheney hits her, yeah. her prime spot. Because I think, you know, this is a learning process doing this podcast. You want one of these? Yeah, I think I'm going to have okay. one of those. Try these are really good. Naveen and I love out. hazy IPAs. Yeah, I feel weird saying that, but. This is a Mystic Haze IPA. Boom. It's delicious. So, wait, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. We're, we're still trying to figure out what the show is, right? The, the Copper Crab Show. And I, I think it's. A good in between of funny and insight, and you get a little bit of insight with the funniness. It's delivered to you. <laughs> it's like when your dog has to take a pill. And Whoa, you, shit, holy sorry. shit! All right, well, cheers, cheers to that, Cheney. I like that. That's a good. You know, that'd be like a good beer shot if we if it wasn't um, us actually drinking and someone having to handle it. That's oh, that is good, killer, like, dude! It's really good. that is killer. Oh, you didn't have any of these no, last night. I thought you said it was just all right. Well, I. I tend to like like That's, an, what are they called? They're called West Coast IPAs <clears throat> that I like. No, East Coast. Okay, I tend to like like an East Coast IPA that's super, almost fruity. It's so hazy that it's almost like orange. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean, that's what this tastes like to this me. This is a, almost there, but. All right, I got that beer in me now. I'm feeling like it's just ooh, I'm getting loosened. Yeah, I'm I know. Ready to just, I'm ready to podcast. <clears throat> All right, the podcast starts now. 31 minutes in. So, yeah, what do you guys think our podcast is about? Oh, yeah. I was gonna, okay, hold on. Let me, let me finish my funny part. So, I'm thinking it's kind of like when you have to give your dog some medicine, but you put it in like a cookie or whatever, mm -hmm. like a dog bone. And you're like, here you go. Right? So, that's, oh, what, yeah. that's what the show is. Oh, right? Because yeah. I want to say some serious stuff to people, but I don't want it to be like a lecture. Right? Because a lot of people yeah. don't like it. They're kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe you're working. Maybe you're you know, doing whatever. And it's on in the background. Yeah. So 
sometimes I've been there. I want to hear people having fun, right? I'm listening to like a funny podcast. I want to hear them having fun because I'm not having fun. I'm doing something <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Right? So. so here we are drinking beer at 10 in yeah. the morning, day drinking. There we go. Boom. To make this more fun. I actually, it's 11. Oh, it's 11. We okay. Totally My bad. Uh, I think we should just ask this first question because I want to answer it. <laughs> Hold on. I actually have a question uh, for okay. the audience. Okay. We received plot twist a, mi- a mystery vinyl in the mail yeah i think we should maybe ask if anybody knows anything about this or yeah how what's this up with happened the vinyl we got a i'd have to check again it's the glitch mob okay glitch mob i don't remember which album and it's from the newest one a record store in philly i think it's called creeper Records. creep records creeper creep. or creep i think it's creep okay it might be creep we got this random vinyl yesterday. Neither of us ordered it. We just can't figure it out. We can't just, figure it out. There it is. It's uh, which I want to talk about the vinyl I got this week. I actually just got it this morning. Little show and tell. This is like you know. I think show and tell is fun on the show. I like show and tell. So one of my favorite bands ever is called Touche Amore. I would call them like a post-hardcore band. And last week, their album Lament came out, and I actually have been waiting to listen to it. Do you have, like, a knife? Yeah, let me get that knife. I've been waiting to listen to it until I could listen to it on vinyl, because I ordered this vinyl about over the summer, and I've been waiting for it. This is one of the two pre-orders this year I've been waiting on. Unboxing. The other one is Emma Ruth Rundle and Thou. We we have been ordering vinyls like crazy. But uh, you guys got to check this out because I ordered the deluxe pre-order. And uh, so George from Deaf Heaven took a bunch of pictures. I don't know if you can see this. but what they, can, this, they can see it if you hold it up straight. <laughs> well, I can't hold it up straight. But what it is, oops, what it is is like a picture book that came with the vinyl. It's a 72-page picture book. That is legit. Now, where is the vinyl stored? Oh, in the, the vinyl back. is oh. right here, which it's a... Dude, that is so freaking cool. Color vinyl, which is obviously... Can we make something like that, man? Yeah. What I the I want hell, to dude? see the thing about Touche Amore. I follow Jeremy Bohm on the internet. Damn, that's that the vinyl clean. candy. That's um, sick, dude. And he's like a vinyl-obsessed person. Like he has a, yeah, a yeah. really crazy Wait, you were vinyl he collection. Like resells vinyl for like a living, pretty much. I think he resells vinyl for a living. Uh, not totally. There, sure. there you go. That's a, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Great idea. You know, go out and that's a sick little gig. I can support you when you got some downtime, dude. Yeah, I think he runs actually like a distro on the internet. There you go. But um, Boom. so clean this up. That is one thing that I really want to focus on with the, this release that we're planning right now for Entheos because Naveen and I. Well, me first, I became like really obsessed with vinyl over the last year and Naveen's getting into it too. And I just want to make like a really sick. Okay. Naveen claims that he's been into vinyl. <laughs> what? Uh, some of the sickest vinyls in our collection are ones that Naveen's brother brought us up that Naveen had years ago and hadn't kept because Naveen's brother is really into vinyl as well. But Anyway, what I was saying is that I really want to like make what we release in the future. I want to go in on the vinyl. I want to make it something really special, something that is worth collecting and like put a lot of thought into it because vinyl to me has made me feel like I'm a kid again collecting CDs because that's what I did when I was a kid. I would collect those CDs and look at those like just look at the CD booklet and absorb it 
and and know every page, every lyric, who worked on the record. That yeah, was all exactly, really fun. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I and mean, totally. Like and it. I promise you that I will sit and look through that seventy-two page photo book today and absorb every photo and just learn about the album and listen to the whole album and listen to the whole album because Naveen and I have a rule that if you put on a vinyl you have to listen to the entire album some of them we can't get through though we're like this is what was the one there was one that we couldn't get through the cheer accident cheer accident couldn't (laughs) get through that shit although that's a great band though great band the second track or something was really good what really got me was the vocals. It's just a lot to deal when with. When the vocals man. kicked in, I was like, I don't know if I can deal with this. Well, funny story behind that vinyl is when I was, I used to play drums in the hardcore band Hoods, little known fact. Yeah. And uh, we went on a tour. I've probably said that on the podcast a million times. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I say week you've, to week. You've so. played in a lot of bands that people don't know you've played in. That's true. That's why whenever someone will be like, that Entheos part sounds like the Faceless, or that Entheos yeah, part yeah. sounds like Animals as Leaders, the Weightless album. And it's like, like uh, yeah, that's because the same person who had something <laughs> to do with writing those parts is writing our parts. Yeah, you got to let them know. It's hard, it's hard to do that. But anyway, I, I, was yeah. on, <laughs> I was on tour with Hoods and... Uh, we played a show and there was, there used to, I don't know if they still do this, but there used to be like late shows. They'd be like a hardcore show would be kind of earlier, started like five or something. Okay. Well, they would do that in Des Moines at Vaudeville Muse, rest in peace. Well, we should talk about that in a few minutes, but I um, think we did last week. No, no. We put out a podcast with Zach last week. Okay. Not the week before. No, it closed in between the two podcasts. Oh, you just made a nice post about it. Yeah. But, um, at Vaudeville, there would be a five p.m. show that was all ages and then there would be a 9 30 show that was uh 21 and over there you go. so yeah that was the case and then we played the show and then this weird like a bunch of old like weird yeah. dads got on stage and <laughs> well, I, I was like it, i was way into progressive music at that time like, like frank, frank zappa and all sorts of you know zany shit i was probably like 20 i probably wasn't even 21 but then anyway wow this band played and they were amazing I mean, it was like a weird progressive band, you know, odd time signatures and everything. And uh, I bought their vinyl because that was around the time when I was, I was into vinyl for probably like a year. It's like, you know, Naveen's hobbies come and go. Yeah. (laughs) So I have that from then and it's a cool band, but it's a lot to listen to. It's a cool band. I think it would be really sick. um, IRL. It was way sick IRL. It's very like reminiscent of the zanier Zappa. But back then, there wasn't IRL. There was just, that's, you watched bands. Yeah. That's how you saw bands. Right. Because 15 years ago, I mean, I don't know if there was really like YouTube. I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. I remember the first like YouTube video I watched of a band was Hella. Wow. I was like, whoa, you can like watch bands online? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I also remember though, that was also the first band where I was sort of disappointed when I saw them for the first time because I was like, well, I already saw the YouTube. So, like, I know it's way sick. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember having that feeling. Like, you know, watching bands before you go see them, it's kind of like you lose a little bit there. Yeah. So You know, I can't remember the first band that I saw on YouTube. Uh, I do remember seeing BT Bam way early on YouTube because I think I've talked about that before. BT Bam, I saw, there's this video of them playing, like, a park. 
And listening to BT Bam before I saw this video, I was like, they must be like a band that goes fucking crazy on stage and like <laughs> hops or, you know, like, like bands would. And BT Bam, I saw a live video of them and I was like, huh, they don't, they're just like standing in place. Yeah, this is Dorchestra. <laughs> the Dorchestra. Yeah, they're just Dorchestra, like just. I remember like, that being like, huh. I remember we talked about that. Yeah. Like, dude, they just stand there. I know. I thought it was fucking cool yeah, because I was like, oh my God, these guys are like, actually, they care about how they play. Because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, I was, I grew up in these crazy hardcore shows and stuff, but I was like, what if you just like want to play your material Yeah, correctly? like, what if you want it to sound yeah. good? Like, <laughs> it's just weird. I don't know. Juxtapose. I, BT Bam was the first band I remember inspiring me to want to make my band's music sound good in a live setting. I think they're the first like band from the hardcore metal scene that sounded good. Yeah. You know, like, all right, we're going to actually play the songs how they're supposed to sound. Cause they've always sounded good, man. They're yeah. such a tight band. Last night I was watching them play. They just did like a live stream thing on Twitch where they played, uh, I don't know what they played. I don't know if they were playing stuff off of different albums, but they played Selkies live. <coughs> and, um, <coughs> Well, they did the, they did colors on Twitch, right? Or was that something They else? either did, I don't know. I think that they may, I don't know what they or did. Or was it Alaska? I think they did Alaska on Twitch and played songs off of colors as well. I don't, I have no idea. I yeah. didn't watch the whole thing, but uh, I watched that video. Selkie is one of my favorite BT Bam songs. And I was just like, God damn, these guys are so fucking tight. I know. They sound good. And you know what's cool about it is that there were a couple of fuck-ups in the set, but I enjoy that part of live music. Like, I don't like when a band comes out and half of their shit is on backing tracks and they the whole set is perfect because I could just sit at home and listen to vinyl or a CD, Spotify, whatever, and it would sound just as good and I'd be at my house. Yeah, I'm sort of torn about that because I totally know how you feel. And I remember being a kid and like going to see a death metal band and sometimes they would play parts like slower. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's so heavy. It's sick. So I don't know. But we play to a click. So what should we do? Wait, we play to a <laughs> click. We play to a click. And that's not what I'm complaining about. What I enjoy about us is that you are never really going to get the same performance out of you twice. That's for damn sure. Uh, and, <laughs> and I like when there are improv solos live. I like when there are improv parts, something, you know? a little improv vocal. I like that shit because it adds a human element to the live show. And I really enjoy that. Like that. I like seeing bands play together and yeah. I like, I like feeling the ebb and flow of musicians like feeding off of each other. So that when I energy, dude. Yeah. There's just something about seeing a band that's tight as fuck. So yeah. tight that they can like go off the click and do weird things yeah. that I've always enjoyed. That's why I've, why I'm such a fan of your drumming because in metal there aren't a a ton of people who g think outside of the box with that stuff and like jam. And that's You guys fun. heard it. You heard it. You heard what she said. Well, I think I'm a little biased. <laughs> no one believes my opinion about your drumming. But, you know, it's like, that shit's cool, man. I like seeing yeah, jammy drummers play. Know, like, let's have a little... That's why it's that's fucking, what I want to see. That's why it's fucking sick when Eric Moore plays metal. Because he's jamming. It's not like... <clears throat> this guy definitely went and studied the tab book of the yeah, drums know, and know. knows every single thing. And 
That's what I like when you posted a playthrough, like you posted a playthrough of one of those White Chapel songs that you did, and you don't play it exactly how you played that's it on cool. record, and mind, that's, that's why cool. I like it. Because yeah. I, w- I remember going to see like Origin back in the day, and I knew all the, like I could air drum everything, you know, I had my air drumming skills on point, and I remember I'd, I'd be like watching John like doing all this stuff, and I'd like... I'd know the fill that he was supposed to do, and he'd like do something else, and I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, that was sick!" Like you know, like, that caught me off guard. Yeah, and I just Longstreth is so a fucking hyped. goat. Yeah, John, I don't even think he gets the credit he deserves. He's fucking sick, man. Yeah, I know. I've been I've worn out those Minel videos of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. Dude. I'm so glad that Minel had him do videos. Like I know props. Jesus. I think I actually sent a text to Chris, and I was like. I don't know if I should, should have said his name, but uh, <laughs> guy from Minel. And I was like, dude, props to you, man, for having like underground fucking death metal. Not only that, like the most extreme on this legit platform. Yeah. Because it's been so overlooked for years. It really like, has. When I was a, a kid and I was into fetus and origin and shit. Anybody who was into like real music, they would just think that was complete nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome that Minel actually supports that kind of stuff. I do too. And has drummers like that on the same platform as like Snarky Puppy and stuff. Right. Because all that stuff's awesome. But I mean, this is a whole different thing that's really awesome. And it's well perfected. And it's, I mean, it's a whole just, I don't know what to say about it. A culture almost. Of course it is. I mean... Y- you do walk into a place like Nam, um, and most of the booths are covered in metal players. Yeah, like you're not really seeing a ton of players from out like pop music. I mean, I'm, there are some for sure, mm-hmm. but what I notice is how prominent metal is I know, like when you, you walk into that totally. kind of convention. And even I've been going to Nam for a long time, and I've seen it like increase to the point where you have to have those guys yeah because they're they're insane and it's like a and they sell guitars to nerds yeah so the nerds are like down yeah the nerds are hella down i'm I'm one of them i know me too (laughs) i'm down but yeah longstreth is so sick origin i mean if you guys haven't listened to origin i think that you probably need to i've sort of became a little bit of i've sort of known him for a long time Mm -hmm. uh we should get him to do the podcast. Dude, I would love to have John on the see. podcast. That's that. a good guy, man. Yeah, good guy. Is, would you, who are you, do you think your biggest like drumming influences are? I, I'd have to point to John Longstreth, Kevin Talley, the drumming on Destroy the Opposition, yeah. Dying Fetus, Morgan Agron, for sure, Zach Hill. Yeah. Um, the drummer of Lightning Bolt, believe it or not. Uh, all like a lot of the drummers of Frank Zappa, yeah. Tim Alexander, I mean, those are the guys that like shaped me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Kind of gave me my sound, totally, if you will. But I was, I was just trying to copy him. You know, mm-hmm. I can't claim to be original or like good or anything like that. I was literally just those guys are really awesome. I want to be like them. I'm going to copy what they do. Yeah. And that's what happened. You know, I wasn't really like good enough to figure out exactly what they were doing. Totally. I think that, that that's kind of how I am with vocals too. It's like there are people whose styles, like I was so into Randy Blythe when I was a kid that the band I was playing with when I was like, when I was in high school, they're like, can you 
turned down the Randy Blythe a notch. <laughs> like, you don't need to sound exactly like him. But Cheney Blythe. <laughs> Cheney Blythe. You know, I had a fucking, I saw Randy at Nam. I was like five feet away from him. And I really wanted to go up and say, man, thank you for everything. But I just didn't. You should not. Couldn't. It, I know. But I, I, I am like not bashful, dude. When I yeah. see somebody, this whole like Punisher thing or whatever. Naveen is the worst one, dude. No. I, I, when I see people that I respect, dude, I'm fucking going up to him. I'm giving it to him. Dude. I would say Travis Lavrier is very good at, at like just fucking. I'm going up to a person. Oh, I'm going I'm up saying to what's up. Period. Period. I'm going up. Yeah, to I I'm really shy. I get gun shy, but I. Uh, that's how I kind of am with vocalists, but along the way, it's like I never really wanted to sound like anyone in particular. But I've taken all of these influences, and I can there are parts of my voice that where I'm like, okay, I can hear who I'm trying. I like where the influence is coming from on that one. And did it stop recording? No, no, we're good. We're good. Sorry, okay. I'm just having to do something here. Real quick. What are you doing? My computer was like, you're almost out of space. So oh, I'm shit. Deleting some old podcasts <laughs> real quick. Well, I wanted to talk <laughs> about vaudeville because vaudeville muse in Des Moines is one of the places that has been uh, affected by coronavirus. They announced like a week and a half ago that they're closing and that venue to me that's been like that's a big loss Dude, that's the jump off point that's the bro. jump off point that that venue is where naveen and i met and years later we got to go back and play a show together play shows together there uh full circle dude full circle we came full that's circle a few times literally meeting yeah right? we met there like, yo who's that girl over there i'm gonna go talk to her yeah it's crazy. I remember that day really well. And like something you know, I don't do, by the way. I don't <laughs> I wasn't a big go up and talk to girls <laughs> type guy. But I uh, I grew up in that venue. I've played every band I've been in has played shows in that venue. That's where I saw some of the most notable shows of my life. And having that place closed, that that just kind of broke my heart. I hope that someone can come along and buy the venue. Once this whole shit show of coronavirus it, is over. How much is it? I know. I've wondered. But then I'm like, I jumped to all the conclusions of, yeah. do I really want to run a venue? <laughs> Total like, nightmare. No. Total uh, nightmare. But yeah, that's a place that just, it played such a huge role in my development as a musician. I've met so many people that I love there. I've had some of the best times and some of the most drunk times of my life at Vaudeville. Like there's just, there are a lot of memories that's yeah. the first place that my family saw me play a show. Uh, you know, it's... That's probably the first time they saw me play a show, too. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, I actually think that People's might have... Or uh, uh, Woolies might have been the first. But oh, really? regardless, it yeah, was like... Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. It just means a lot to me, that venue. And I'm really, really sad that it closed. Really sucks. <laughs> that sounds like I'm poking fun. Inappropriate. Not, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace, Vaudeville. Yeah, I mean, I remember like the venue that uh, I grew up going to as a kid. Uh, it closed like way before Corona. Closed like <laughs> fucking twelve years ago. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right. So Good I remember. Story. I remember when it closed. I was bummed because we like animosity was like the house band there. Yeah, you know we jumped on like every show. Yeah, and uh, I saw man, 
That's where I. That's like actually the first venue I went to see like a real death metal show at. Yeah, you know, it was like I had heard about this venue. Um, no, I hadn't even heard about it. I just knew there was the Dying Fetus show was there. Yeah, and I was fifteen, so this is uh, two thousand one. Now sixteen. I couldn't drive though because I took I took public transit to get there. Wow. Anyway, <clears throat> um, where it's like way out in the. It was on the like the piers. In San Francisco, you hear about the piers, but those are like the touristy piers. If you keep going up, it just gets like industrial and it's, well, not anymore really, but back then it was real industrial and it's, there's just nothing out there. I mean, yeah. it's just the cuts, we would call it. And uh, there was a venue there. And what was the name of it? The Pound. Okay. They had a bunch of sick shows. And at one point, it even got really big. Like they opened up an outdoor section to oh, have sick. like bigger shows mm-hmm. out there. And, uh, man, I saw every one of my favorite bands there. Yeah. Straight up. Well, now, us talking about Origin in this episode, the first time I ever saw Origin was at Vaudeville. There were probably 20 people there. But Freight Train was up there, and, like, his vocals just blew my fucking mind. Absolutely blew my mind. I bought an Origin pipe at that show. Yeah. And I had it forever. That was one of the most mind-blowing sets I've seen. Yeah, the animosity pipes were made by the same guy because we had pipes. Yeah, you had one and I broke it. That's how I found out about Origin too, though. Like, I just went to see someone else and Origin opened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this band is insane. They were fucking ripped. And then I bought, uh, it was when they're for the self-titled was out. Mm-hmm. It was it was even before Informus. Right. So Informus is probably the record that people should listen to. Yeah, I'd say so. That's good. It's really good. But I mean, there's they're, they're all really good. Echoes of Decimation is also like really really sick. You also have an Origin cover up that people should check out. I did a. Co- that's my only cover. It's your only cover. What do you know about that? I like people say cover this and cover that, but every drum video I've made, I've been the drummer of the band at one point. Yeah. And this is the first video I made where I am not the drummer, never was. And uh, there it is. It's because I learned how to do those like little doubles, you know, mm-hmm. those like stupid trigger doubles or whatever. And uh, I was like, dude, I can do double bass now. I'm going to do an origin cover. Yeah. And just did it Obviously. in like one day. Yeah, so, you killed that cover. And you played guitar on it, which I think you should I didn't really mention talk that, about but, how well, you played guitar. I didn't have. On. You know, obviously, I don't have like the the song I wanted to do. There's not like a blank, you know, guitar track laying around. Yeah. So, just figured it out by ear, and, which I'm horrible at doing, by the way. You're not an ear guy. I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I can't figure out shit by ear on guitar. Mm-hmm. It just like even my own riffs that I have to like because sometimes I'll write riffs and I'll just record it. When I have to go back and figure it out, I have to. What I do is I turn off the amp simulator so it's just the like dry guitar so I can totally compare it to what I'm hearing out of my guitar and it's just it's pathetic. Yeah. It's pathetic. It is. It is. It's really bad. It's really pathetic. Moving All right. on. All right, let's uh get to the do some, some of these questionos. Um get to the questions one hour in. All right. <clears throat> the first one today is gonna be from Isaac Riffified. Isaac uh, has this channel. Before I read this question, Isaac has this uh, page channel called Riffified where he does like really funny. He takes clips of sh- of things and writes riffs to them. Similar yeah. to, I think there was like a Cardi B video back in the day. Right. Ba- back in the day being like a year ago. 
where, where a guy played piano to Cardi B, pl- uh, saying words. So Isaac does kind Same of a similar yeah, yeah. thing I'm over other Drummers stuff. do it. All kinds of people do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So Isaac says, first off, I just want to say how absolutely thrilled I am to hear your voices again on the pa- podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one who missed your real bad, and I think this is what a lot of people in 2020 needed. You might be the, the only one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're both fans of Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer, and my question for you is, between the two of you, who do you think is the Tom and who is the Bert? Thanks for all you do, and welcome back. Thanks, right, well, man. I'm such a huge Tom and Bert <laughs> fan, but I'm going to let Chaney answer this question. <laughs> I don't think Naveen has ever heard an episode of Two Bears, One Cave. I have I'm heard the fan. The, your mom's, your mom's house. house but he, you've heard them in passing because I listen to it. Yeah, and I've also heard Bert Kreischer at some... He has his own podcast. He does. Yeah, so I listen to all of yeah. those. And I listen to Christina Pajitsky's podcast. I listen to all of this shit. Naveen, not so much. Um, who do, Who is who? I, I would say that we're both kind of a little bit of each, honestly. But... Isaac, on, dude, Isaac you know what? I have a better answer. Isaac, I have a bone to pick with you. Damn. Because I saw you do a riffified of Bert and Tom. And I was like, oh my God. And I saw Bert repost it. And I was like, oh my God. Because Isaac, every picture I've ever seen of you, you're wearing an Entheos hat in. Oh. And I was like, Isaac's going to be on Bert Kreischer's fucking Instagram. And I bet he's wearing an Entheos hat. And I click on that shit and you changed, you decided to change your hat that morning. That's our one break. That was our one, one that was break. our chance at yeah. a big break. Yeah. And you totally fucked us yeah, over, took Isaac. That away, took that away from you us. You just took it away. You just ripped it out. <laughs> you ripped out my heart and you ripped away our shot. So um, that's my answer. I can't believe you did that, Isaac. Yeah, what, what the hell? How dare I, I actually you? remember when that happened. How that dare you? Funny, <laughs> Anyway, thanks for supporting the show, Isaac. Even though you didn't wear our hat. Yeah. Damn we'll send it. him out a new hat. And it's going to say our names really big on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me read that other question here. All right. I'm just kidding, Isaac. Yeah, we we love, love you, man. Love you. <laughs> it's all in good fun, dude. Come on. It's all in good fun. I think he knows that. Um, <laughs> okay. Wait, it's been a while since, we didn't, since we've done questions. I know I like it. Yeah, you guys should send us questions. Yeah, two people did. A couple people did. Yeah, we used to get like more questions than that. Yeah, I don't know. But now I think I guess since we slowed down the momentum by quitting. And you know what? Now I'm going to open it up. Ask us questions on any platform you want to, and I'll answer them. I I should just say on my Facebook, "Hey, we're doing drop your questions, bro. (laughs) We're doing we're doing our podcast this weekend." Yeah. All right, uh, we got wah, this guy's. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, man, this is a project. <laughs> <Do it> again. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we already have an episode called "Worst Episode Ever," but <laughs> this might take the cake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. He's this guy's got a long question, dude. Should you I just, you gotta I read it all. It, get to the essence of the question there. Yeah, you could just say th- you could sum up the first paragraph in all right. a, a uh, thanks. His name is Jake. Uh, happy birthday to Cheney. That's thanks, man. That's and also, nice dude, Washington State, beautiful. I know. You know, a, you know your question, Jake. You know, know what we're referring to. 
Love Washington State. Love <laughs> love it. it. Uh, job for a cowboy <coughs> animosity. He's congratulating me on doing job for a cowboy. I played drums on the new job for a cowboy. I already did it too, by the way. Are you so, in the band? Did I'm you not join in the, the band. band? I'm not joining. It's just you played drums. Hired to play drums. Did it nice. Kind of like how much? Did, how much did they pay you? Drop the drop they, the they numbers. They paid me a, a one uh, twenty five cents God. per track, so I got hooked up. Yeah. Um. So he's been a, a a death metal vocalist for six years. His wow. band is called Primordial Primordial Atrocity. Sick. I wonder what that. What does primordial mean? Do you know what that means? I'm a big fan of looking up words. You're making us. You're making us both look stupid right now. <laughs> I'm well, just I'm, no, I'm saying like I look I'll, it up. My computer's right there. Primordial means. Uh, let's, look, let's look that. I up think right. okay, originating. In right. the beginnings of time, this is what no, happens. What this is what—that's what medieval means. Oh, okay. Primordial. Well, hold, whoa! Chain just nailed it. Existing at or from the beginning of time? No, no, no. Sorry, I was talking about primeval. Genius. Not medieval. Primeval. Genius. Yeah, genius status. I told you that I took advanced placement English. Okay. Well, I told you not to fuck with me. So beginning and then, <clears throat> so basically he's saying that atrocities have always existed. That's what their band. Let's That's see. true. Let's look at atrocity. That's actually very part. true. Extremely wicked or cruel act involving physical violence or, in, or beginning injury. at the be that began from the beginning of time. <clears throat> yeah, well, well, that's a one way of looking at it. That's deep. Uh, okay, we've got to the bottom of what is. <laughs> Band band name name means. <laughs> Not what he asked us to do. Um, they've seen a lot of member changes. Yeah, just read it. And they've up. God. <laughs> just fucking read it. Okay, I've been a vocalist for le local death metal legend. Wow, I added that in the legend part. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Local Washington State death metal legend J Jake Floyd. No one's ever going to write a question <laughs> to us ever again. His name is Jake Lloyd. Shit. Okay. Sorry, Jake. It's Jake Lloyd. <laughs> we have seen multiple member changes and have upgraded our gear in that time. What kind of gear you got? So they're they're spending money on gear. They're they've got a sol a solid lineup of skilled, hardworking musicians, and they have a handful of old material that we have previously released with prior members. Yeah. Therefore, we have agreed to work on getting our new material into the studio for a full length. My concern is that we haven't been able to play hardly any shows over the past two years due to member changes. And now, because of the old Rona. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it that. Yeah, man. <laughs> should we focus on writing and then recording the full length and drop it all at once? Or should we perhaps record a single with a music or a lyric video to keep people from losing interest while we're working on new material? Mm-hmm. Sorry for the novel. I greatly trust both of your opinions. Why? And, <laughs> and experience in the metal world that I am rigorously trying to climb my way up. Cheers, and thanks for bringing back the podcast. Hell yeah, thanks for hitting us up, Jake. Much love, So brother. in essence, should he just kind of go into hiding and drop this amazing album? Yeah. And the world just stops, is shattered. Yeah. It's so sick. Or... Should he build? Keep just building. build it up one yeah. at a time. Which should he do? I think Jake. Why not do both? 
Yeah, I think that what you should do is, well, what's your goal? What's your goal with um, this all? You want to build up your band so that you can eventually go on tour, right? Yeah, because the thing is, he he failed to mention that nobody's going on tour. Yeah, no one's going on tour right now. Um, I think that either of these could work, but since I'm assuming your band is more of a local band, people haven't really heard about your band. The effort that you put into a whole album um, might feel like it's, you might feel when you put out the album that the response you're getting, you put way more work into the album yep. than the response that it's brought back just because no one's, this is your first um, debut into the world. Even though you have some old yeah, songs out, this is, this is the new lineups debut into the world. So if you want to uh, like slowly, if you want to like build your band, I say, dude, write a good single, write a solid single, make a solid music video for it get together a solid plan to put it out, you're going to see pretty close to the same response off of putting out a single that you would off of putting out a full album. So if you put out the singles, um, you could like start to slowly build things up yep. with, the, with a lot less used material than you would with an album. Yeah, because you drop a whole album and it's like, okay, we spent a year doing this and then... What are, what are you really doing to promote the album? You're putting out singles. Yeah. So why not just go ahead and do that? If you're not working with a label, because labels have this strict, like, okay, we need an album because it's got to be 10 songs because then we can sell it for 10 bucks on iTunes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you don't have that restriction, then just go ahead and, and build put Build stuff the out. hype. Build the hype. Because and furthermore, you know, he's said he's been a band for a while, but even six years, you're still kind of. I mean, even Anthios, we've been a band for five, six years, but yeah. we're still trying to figure out what, what the fl- flip we're doing. Yeah, I mean, this is actually a topic that hits really close to home <clears throat> because Naveen and I have been talking a lot lately about how we're going to approach releasing the next stuff that we put out. Totally, and it and, changes um, a lot. We don't, we are back and forth. Yeah, we're lot. back and forth. <laughs> I think we've got like a pretty good idea right now about what we're going to do. Yeah, and we did put out a single a few months back for those of you who don't know. Yeah, go check it out. But Jake, when you put out your album, you want mm. you want a lot of people to hear it. You want to at <clears throat> least have like some people that you've built an audience out of yeah. to hear that, like what you're putting out because you're going to work so fucking hard on this album, right? It's going to be like the thing you're the most proud of that you've done. And if you want to like build up the hype for the album in the future, put out a few singles that maybe aren't even on the album while you're working on the album simultaneously. Yeah, I think so. And that way you can maximize your release. Solid. And, uh, you know, this, the, the musical world is a hard one to navigate, right? Because we're all used to like all of this, these old idea ideas of you have to release an album. You have to do this. This is the way it's done. The reality is there is no fucking rule book for how this works. There's really not. There's no rule book. You can release five singles and then an EP and then an album and you can do whatever you want. So I say be creative, focus on the things that you want to achieve with it and go from there. Yeah. And I find that um, kind of bands that are like, if you're just, if you're more so like just getting started, Mm -hmm. don't overthink it. Don't. Let's just, 
let's get a lot of stuff out there. Let's make the mark. It happens so often. Yeah. I've known so many like, people. Like, oh, well, we can't do that because we're saving this for the album. And we, you know. Or they, they look at what bands that they perceive as being bigger. They look at what those bands are doing and they're like, we got to follow that. That's yeah, the yeah, rule that book. That might not be the best thing for you. It might not be the best thing because those bands are huge. They have huge followings. And when they put something out, they've got a lot of eyes on them. You're right now just trying to steadily build the crowd so that your music does have people who want to listen to it. So I say, dude, just slowly build the hype up. Yeah. I bet. Or look at what artists do outside of metal. Right? Yeah. It's like if a emerging rap or pop artists, what are they doing? They're making mixtapes. They're, They're putting out singles. Yep. They're just fucking getting work done. That's you know, a they're thing. not worried about it. That's the thing is that uh, in the internet world, <clears throat> Your band, like you put out a uh, song, you're hype for two weeks, you're hype for two months, a, a small chunk of time, and then people are on to the next thing. So if you are trying to stay relevant in people's minds, then I would say spread out the releases. Uh, make it so that people are hearing new stuff from you every couple of months. Make it just yeah. a recurring thing. And then, <clears throat> you know, your band is going to be out there so often that they're going to, that people are like, who the fuck is this primordial atrocity band that I keep hearing about? I need to yeah. check it out, obviously. Or maybe, yeah, maybe instead of doing this album, we're taking four of the songs and they're going to be singles and we're taking the other four and it's going to be an EP. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you can get creative. You can really do whatever you want, especially when you're not signed. And then especially on top of that, this day and age, it's anyone's freaking guess. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And like when we talk to other industry people or whatever basically the, the, the takeaway is like nobody really knows we're just no. it's just all a, a shot in firing the dark. from the hip yeah, yeah. no so. one knows how to navigate this thing and um you know don't i don't know create your own thing man just yeah. do what you feel is good and keep your name out there and eventually people are just going to be listening to you yeah. because they have to yeah i mean we know that we need to have stuff coming out mm -hmm. for people to check out and we shouldn't overthink it. We should just be, let's make sure stuff's coming out. Maybe we should, you and I should follow that. Model. Yeah, totally. And, <laughs> and also what I would say, like after all of this music is put out, after your album is put out, it doesn't stop there. The grind yeah. just keeps going. Like, you know, there's this misconception that the grind, that once you're signed to a label, that's the end all. Once you get one big tour, that's the end all. I think we've said this before on the show. It's like none of that stuff makes you the biggest musician in the world. What does help you get uh, get to the point or get to the things that you want to achieve is just dropping mm. grains along the way, dropping them along the way. You got to keep going. The album, okay, it happened two years ago. Now it's time to put out some more stuff. Or the album came out three months ago. Now it's time to put out a bunch of gu guitar playthroughs or yeah. just keep the steady flow going. And, you know, you can't really fail that way. You can't. I mean, consistency is key in every single aspect of the world yep you know, if you're trying to get fit if you're trying to save money it's just do a little bit of it each day yeah and you'll see it'll yep. happen yeah right. that's exactly right so there you go we just figured it out for him <laughs> and there you go jake lloyd with that should we wrap let's wrap okay. it up all right we're about to wrap and uh thank you guys so much for tuning in yeah as really. always yeah we love y'all we love y'all we do this for you guys you know, we quit, but we came back by popular demand. Yeah. So, 
We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting, and we will check you out next week. Have a good one.